You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I'm wearing this top because of you, by the way. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I know you were in Manchester for a little bit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast. And today is a transatlantic episode. Um, today, my guest is somebody who I kind of called as the, the kind of the kingpin of uh, North America. Um there isn't an artist out there that he hasn't worked with or some way, shape or form, either produced, done an album, been some way along their musical journey. It's it's impossible over the last sort of, um, definitely the last 15 years, but knowing his career, it's gone earlier than that as well. Uh, without further ado, welcome to Deep Jundu. Thank you, my brother. Um, I'm happy to be here with you, man. Yeah, man, I uh, really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, knowing the time differences, I know you're in studio. I know you got things. So we're just going to kind of grab this. Like the, mic, the mic is in the back. <laughs> are, are we allowed to find out who you recorded? Uh, today, I'm actually working on my album, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, let's get straight into that and then work work around it. So I'm wearing this because I know you, I'm, I'm a United fan and I know you're, you're in Manchester and you lived in the UK for a while. And Surinder Rutten is a massive Man United fan as well. So yep. I know you're a you we we've taken you to us anyway. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. Manchester, man, I got a lot of memories there, man. My um my struggling days when I first started, man. And uh, well come I started before that, but UK was when I really got to, you know, live on my own and and living in Manchester, working at a convenience store, you know, riding my bike there, coming back to my my flat and you know, putting money together and trying to learn music and Trying to do all that was my all my struggling time was in Manchester. So you know when you look around your your studio right now, you got the mics there, you got everything. What would a deep jandu now give advice to that kid who was cycling to the convenience store? <clears throat> it's a good question, man. Um, for me, I think since I was a kid, my my father's been a big role in my life, and my father's really been a hard worker even till now. He's like. 65 almost and you know every day he gets up and tries to keep moving and try to do things you know so he's been a real inspiration in my life and man and watching him growing up you know I used to work for my father as well you know uh, we had a woodworking factory so getting that drive to work hard and not giving up has always been in me from the start um, 
you know, so he's always put that into me. So even even when I was there struggling, the struggling wasn't really like for sure it was struggle. Like I didn't have no money and all that stuff. I was just living day by day. But but um, that drive to keep going, to work towards something has always been there, man. So so Manchester was the time where I was doing all that. You know, as a father yourself and seeing the, seeing the lessons, what your father taught you, why is this some of the things that you keep close to you apart from having that work rate? Because I know he's been, he was very close to you and your cha-cha was in, involved in your early part of your career. Uh, well, being one of the kind of the musical inspirations in your in your, in your career sure. but, uh, around that. What were some of the lessons that you can take away from both of them? You know, my cha-cha was when I started off, he's the one who kind of uh, brought the music to me because... I was just a kid. He seen I had an interest in music and he was a rapper um, at that time. He had a rap group, hip hop rap group. And, you know, he would uh, take me along with me to his shows. And, you know, I used to DJ and then I started getting into production. He, you know, got me my first computer. So really, he kind of saw my talent at an early age, my chacha, and and um, pushed me towards that. Um so I've been I've been really grateful, man. Like my family's really really supportive, especially my father, you know, my mother and my chacha. And they've always since I was a kid, they knew that and if I'm not born other any, he doesn't really go to school. You know, I get you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've I've always been pushed into music and and um and it's been a blessing, man. And and I'm happy to say that I've um I've made them proud, you know what I mean? Mm. Your early part of your career um was there was a shock for singing to start off with. And you're also starting out as a DJ, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so how from from that, what was the journey to get into kinds of production? Because the, the, those skills are massively different. You still could have yeah. the love for for the music, but they are different skills that are needed. And quite yeah. easily, if you get discouraged from doing one, you could just say, "Well, fuck this! I'm not doing anything uh, at all with the whole game." So, how did you kind of move from one area to another? I think it just step by step, man. Like I've always had a love for music. Like I said, my family always seen that in me. So, you know, when you first get into music, um, I, you know, first I was just a fan of music generally. Like I used to collect CDs, have every album out there that came out, especially from Punjab, any albums coming out there. I would go to the store, you know, local store, buy the CD. So I've always, you know, been that guy being involved and seeing what new is coming out. And then when the internet came along, you know, new albums coming out, started downloading the newest albums. Like I've always been doing all that from the start. And then um, from there, you know, you download a software and a computer, you know, that can remix songs and you put a hip hop beat onto a Punjabi song and you call yourself a DJ. I guess that's what, that's it. That's what I was doing when I was a kid, man. Yeah. Uh, just messing around with uh, hip hop instrumentals because born and raised in Canada, I, I always had a hip hop like inspiration. Yeah. So I was downloading hip hop songs, you know, putting together Dr. Dre beat on a Punjabi song. And then that led me to actually releasing a mixtape. I don't know how that happened, but, but you know, I, I, I started mixing albums and releasing a, a Punjabi remix album. And then I became a DJ, quote unquote DJ. And I didn't really actually go out and do weddings or nothing, yeah. but I was like, oh, that's where the money is, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a kid, man. I was just messing around in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah, songs, yeah. You know? So then I dropped two mixtapes, two albums that were remixed to Punjabi songs. And then from there, as you're remixing, you know, you start to get to know softwares. I started, you know, adding a kick and then a snare and then a hi-hat and then adding a sound effect. And then, you know, now I'm making a hip, making a beat. So mm -hmm. um, that happened, man. And then from making a beat, you know, adding a, a goze or thumbi in it, and then I showing it to my friends. They're like, yo, this beat kind of sounds good. Well, only if it was missing a Punjabi vocalist, it might sound dope. 
And then I go in the booth, I start singing on the beat, and then I show my friends, they're like, yo, this actually sounds good, man. Maybe you can start singing. Yeah. <laughs> See, because, like, you know, when, uh, you know, when, uh, yeah, because I know you're a singer, and I'll get to that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, where, like, I've had this conversation with Jazzy B, Amanhea, um, especially where they were talking about, well, I was putting the scenario to him where I think you're in the kind of transition phase where back, let's say, 15, 20 years ago, a lot of the producers did quite a lot of ment and, and were skilled in percussion or new classical rag or the way um, the way that they got taught in the traditional way. Yeah. And then the era of the bedroom kind of DJ where now producers are almost kind of computer, computer scientists, really, in terms of yeah. kind of programmers of putting things together. Which camp do you see yourself in? Um, I, I think I've been blessed, man, because um, like I said, you know, continuing on to that story, like, you know, when my friend said that, you know, your voice kind of sounds good, you just need to practice. So then I actually, you know, got an Ustad, you know what I mean? Ustad Manish Malwani, I've been I was learning from him for like two, three years. And then I then my Ustad um Jigdeep Singh Virdi, my Fufurji, which is my touch, you know, the in my family, he was a Dilruba master. So learning rags and and uh, playing harmonium, you know, I really went deep into that for two, three years. Um so I think that learning that skill and learning about rags and composition and melodies and you know all folk folk I already I already love music anyways so I knew the melodies anyways so putting all that together and then with my hip hop beats that I'm putting together kind of it it helped me grow into I guess a music producer you know yeah. because as a singer my name wasn't that big but then you know in 2014 15 when I started making music properly full time and you know that's when I got recognized as a music producer so and so. Was there a moment that when you look back on your career so far, I mean, it's so eventful. I mean, uh, for anybody, um, actually, I'm going to ask this question right now, actually. Do you feel that you get the the correct respect in the industry or from, from people within it and more, more importantly, outside of it? Because I'm looking at you and the reason where that comes from is I looked at your discography. I looked at everything and it's you forget. You there's more there's more songs that are forgotten that were hit than it, it's just it's just crazy. The yeah. only other person is a bit like um Omen Hayes, exactly the same. Yeah, or, or DJ Dips, or you know, when he's been doing his album, like his songs that he's done. Do you think yeah. is that a fair question to ask? Um I have done a lot, man. I've done a lot of things, man, but um I think I always come back to you know, I was just talking this with my family. The other day over the same kind of question arise but you know i come back to to why did i start music i started music because i love music i didn't know that i was you know becoming a music producer i didn't know i was going to become a singer or i was even going into this i was just doing it for the love of music and being learning as i go and you know trying to master whatever i'm doing but um you know i think it has to come down to just being having the love for music even now man even like i think it's been like 16 17 years of making music i still try to keep that in my head that you know you're not yeah you got that stardom yeah you got that fame yeah you got the hit songs but you know you were you started this to to keep making music and that's what i'm going to keep doing is just keep making music if songs do well or not i'm just going to keep making music you know singer dj producer and then ultimately forming one of the biggest record, being part of a, one of the biggest record label with a Royal Music Gang. You know, how did that come apart now? If you're looking back, if, if you're trying to explain, so how do you get to that situation in such a short space of time? You, 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 
almost completed the game in that section in terms of industry wise. Um, I think like when I when I came to England, it was a real turning point for me in 2012, 13. To be fair, man, because you know in Canada, we didn't have any structure for you know when an artist released music or you know wanted to get his music out. It was either coming from England or either coming from India. Um, and the radio stations that we did here have at that time, um, they weren't really, you know, keen on supporting young artists. You know, they would just play whatever's, whatever's hit. So when I came to the UK, you know, that really changed my perspective of things of, you know, how you guys had a system over there. You know, you guys had interviews, you guys had an award show, you guys had, mm. you know, uh, you know, there's a PR team when you guys release a song. There's these kind of things that, you know, when I it really opened my eyes, man, because when I was there, I was releasing music, you know. You know, Vips VIP Records released my first album over there. Well, second album technically, but you know how they sent me to do interviews, how to do it really opened up my my you know uh, things. So then when I came back, I just try to implement those same kind of things. So was that here. the into into deep that album? Into the album. Yeah. So I, 2013, yeah, 2013. Yeah, that was my second second debut, second album. My first debut album was not, was not second album. And you know, when I came back, you know, I try to use that same energy and do it here. But now I was a music producer because when I left England, I was actually there as a singer. I was when I was there that time. I was there for a year and a half, two years. I was just trying to be a singer, but in the I was I didn't know anybody. I didn't have no friends there. So at home. You know, I had a laptop. I was just making beats and trying to master my craft of how to produce a song because I was just sitting at home, you know, going to job, going to work and coming home. And then when I came back, that's when I full time started becoming a producer. I started, you know, recording artists, bringing them to the studio, and then they didn't have a place to release. So why not open up a record label? So we opened up a record label, Royal Music Gang. Um, uh, Royal Music Gang, man, it, it's it's kind of funny because you asked about it because it just kind of happened, man. Everything just kind of happened in my life. It wasn't really planned. Uh, I had one of my best friends, the name of Pindar Thaliwal. He was in India at that time, but he was from Canada. Like, we worked together. Mm -hmm. And um, he saw what I was doing uh, over the internet at that time. And he's like, yo, Deep, man, I'm in India. You need any help out here to get your music heard? I, whatever you want me to do, I do it. I'm like, man, just go to every TV station, go to every radio station, show them my music videos and get it played. So he started getting it played and kind of becoming my manager. And then we opened up a record label called Royal Music Gang. Um, and then he was kind of, I was making the music in Canada and he was releasing it in India kind yeah. of thing, you know, but then, you know, uh, he passed away a few years later. So, uh, you know, I had to keep the dream alive when we started and we just kept pushing forward and more artists started coming, you know, more, more, more songs come, started coming over the year and it, it built itself. Man. That experience of when you, especially in the UK, when you talked about that, you learned a lot by yourself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And you were on your own. Was there a formula then 
because it ain't luck the amount of people who you've introduced into the into the game or you've worked with first let's say you know what's your formula in order to picking up new talent and developing them is that your is that your thing that you do i i think i think that's 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 what i do man that's what that's what i enjoy i enjoy um when uh when an artist is new and you know, he he needs some kind of direction, you know, telling him what kind of songs to do, what kind of lyrics he needs to sing, finding the right song for his voice, you know, making sure the videos come out right. I'm more, I'm more, I don't know what that's called, an A&R or whatever that's called, but I like doing that, you know, producing the beat for him and making that happen. That's why you see, like, you know, I've, I've launched so many artists and, you know, making a song for a hit singer is so much easier because he already has a following you you just need to give him a good song but trying to get a new artist to have a hit song is the most difficult thing you know what i mean because for representing a guy and dropping nonstop music with a new artist and then him establishing himself you know i think that's what i enjoy because it goes back to my struggle because when i started off you know me as a singer going to music producers saying hey bro can you produce a song for me can you do this for me i know that feeling that struggle of how it is when you're sitting in a studio and asking a producer to to make a song and and you know so i, I kind of use my same experiences to new artists and i enjoy that i try to give them that you know re relaxed environment to to be able to show me their talent and and you know for me to take it out of them and, and take it to a, a bigger level I feel the the, the Canadian uh, scene is kind of and individuals within the like yourself has uh, matured alongside the whole game, especially within Canada and the music industry yourself. If you look at some of the top the the top ten artists in the world, you've had a play with at least 60, 70 percent of them as well. I mean, you're one of the fortunate ones who've managed to work both with Sindhu and Karan. When you look back on your experience within there, do you um? How do you think the scenes evolved and the, the the lessons in there? Is there anything that you take away from it? Because you were one of the early ones to work with Siddhu when he was coming up. How do you kind of look back on it now, considering everything that's um, happened? Uh, all I can say is I'm blessed, man. That's all I can say. Like these people came in my life, and you know I was able to do these kind of things for them. Um, it's it's just a blessing, man. That's that's all I can say. Um, even for Karn, you know, seeing him in his early days, you know. Um, becoming from you know a writer to himself as an artist and experience those things like those kind of things have are like memories that I can't even explain you know what I mean we're sitting in the studio all night all those things even with Sidhu like his experience of how he approached me and how those things happen like just things that will live with me forever and only the people that were there for those experiences can see what what happened at those times you know and um it's a bit of a blessing man and I, I hope I I keep uh bringing new talent um, to the industry and keep bringing new music. That's, that's what my goal is. When you work with more experienced artists, like with Jazzy, when you you know on Trendster, what was something that you saw different there, and was there any lessons you picked up with in that collab as well? Sure, man. Any my my whole thing is collaborations. If you see, you know, like Jazzy V, Baji Devi, Maksus Puri, Kan Garewal, you know, um, I just did a song with Arif Lahar. Like I love to work with people that I grew up listening to. 
you know what I mean, on a music level. And it's not even about the money. It's not even about nothing. Like even Jazzy Beatbody, you said trendsetter. Like the whole time that I was there at the music video shoot, I was like, a, it was like a fan. You know what I mean? It was like, I can't believe I'm producing a song for Jazzy Beatbody and he's here in front of me and I'm able to ask him one-on-one -on -one of his life experiences. That's what I took away from that. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole time I asked everybody, so if this happens, you know, what did you do? When this happened, what did you do? What should I do? Like, I'm just trying to learn. And, you know, and uh, big shout out to him, man. He, he, he gave me a lot of good advice and, and you know, everybody that I worked with that's been in the game, that's older, like Sukhshinda Shindapadi, you know, the whole time that I was working with him. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I waited in line when, you know, his albums were coming out to get an autograph by Sushinda Shinda when I was a kid. And and here I'm doing a song with him. You know what I mean? So, like, those kind of moments are, are priceless for me. And and it's amazing that I'm, you know, I'm even at a point in my life where I'm able to do those collaborations, you know? But it's it's so rare to kind of even hear an interview with yourself, really, in this kind of format where you you haven't really, I think you've only given a few in the last sort of, 10 years really to be honest with you so yeah, you know yeah. for, for you to kind of share your experience like this is 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 gold as well because there'll be somebody who'll be seeing you as a Sukhshinda Shinda in their eyes in terms of learning the, the, those lessons just yeah. kind of kind of moving on to in terms of Canada again you know like the world now how music is made you could be producing in Canada lyricist in the UK uh, producer in India it's kind of a global thing how do you, how do you, what's your opinion on that, especially in the current climate of, of, of the market? It's amazing, man. Like uh, be before, back in the day when, you know, I had to send a song, it would take days for a Tumbi to come back, or maybe I'd have to go to India for a month to record the Tolki, the Tumbi, the Vajja from, from all the artists there and bring it back. Now it's like so easy. I can make a song, I can arrange a song and, and the same night I can send it to India and the next morning, the the Tumbi player, the Vajja player, whoever I want can record on there or even an artist. I can send it to an artist here, buddy, send me your vocals or, you know, whatever it is. It's so much more easier, so much easier to release music. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think it helps, it helps, it helps situation and aligns with that, you know, that experience for recording artists and doing that, I opened up a website called Saj.com um, to help music producers. Because when I started, like for me, because I'm Canadian born, you know, slowly my Punjabi got better and all that stuff got better. But for me to call someone in India, say, Paddy, I want to be recorded. I got like hustled so many times. Like I sent money and then I never got what I wanted. I want this. And someone ran away with the money. So that experience, even that, so that's why I opened up a website called Saj.com. You can literally go on there and you can put in, I want to be on this scale, this rag, and hundreds of tumbis will come down. Wow. Or you can say, you can put, um, uh, you can say, I want a vajja on this log, on this key, this tempo, and thousands of uh, vajjas will come out, you know? So I'm just trying to grow the scene and make it easier as well. That is amazing. I did not know that. Honest to God, that is brilliant, man. That is brilliant. Well done for that. Well done. Give you your flowers on it. You know, with the size, as you experienced when you were in the UK, you know that there's kind of friendly competition between the Midlands and, and London scene. The seed now in, in Canada, is there is there a space for that healthy rivalry between Toronto and, and uh, Vancouver? Um, I've always been go going to Vancouver, so I have a good relationship with everybody, man, to be honest. And it's never really felt like competition here. Like, there might be groups where everyone chills with different groups and all that stuff. But um, when it comes to uh, actual competition, I think everyone's just doing music, man. In Canada, no one's really trying to compete, you know, like... 
uh, Harge from Vancouver is my homie, you know, Intense is my brother, like any other music producer, you know, Prophecy, all these, everyone that's making music out here, we all know each other and we all respect each other. So it's not really any competition, man. You know, we wish well for everybody and, well, I wish well for everybody and it, sh it should be the same all around, man. And we're just here to make music, man. That's all it is and represent Canada. Bringing it full circle to the new album. So what is... How is this album different to every other album that you that you've been involved in? Uh well, I'm doing two albums. I'm announcing on your on your show right now. Uh, first album that's coming out is is like um it's like a multi album, various artists. So there's 10, 11 big artists on the album, and I'm just producing that album. And I'm gonna start doing it every three, four months where I get like 10 artists, I produce them, and then I drop an album. 10 artists, produce them, drop an album. So every few months. So I've been really working on that. That's coming out first. And then March 26th is my solo album. Um, and that album has crazy features on it, man. Um, I can't wait for everybody to hear it. And and um, I hope they like it, man. We've been working on it hard. Do you, do, do, do you think, uh, I was, uh, Rick Rubin did a um, an interview where he turned around. He goes, when I, was, when I was making an album, the fans came last. It was yeah. for me. It was from that. Is that is that is that something that you're feeling with these these for albums? Sure. Or is it different? For sure, man. Um, I've never really made music saying you know that you know even like when artists come to me in the studio like a new artist, um, and he's saying, "Paji, I want to make a song." The first question I ask him is, "What do you want to do?" Like. What's your vision? Because if you start saying that, you know, I want to become a star, I want fans, I want this, I want money, I want this. I tell them right away, man, that you're in the wrong field, man, because you have to do it for the love of music. Because if you're already trying to say that you want those things, mm. then you're, you're in it for the wrong reasons. You might get it, but music is for music, man. You got to love music, you got to enjoy music. And then if those things happen and you become something where you have fans and all that stuff then that's amazing you know what i mean then do that but for me it's always about the love of music and what i like first and then after that it comes to if people like it or not you know for the creativity especially for the album you know when you're doing that sort of volume and it coming out is there is there um do you feel that you're in a purple patch where in terms of like you're at your peak in terms of creativity or is there something like you kind of is there a formula in terms of how you make the music as well? Um, not really, man. We're just in the studio every day, bro, to be honest. We're like, we wake up, we go in the studio, and we're there for like 12 hours, you know, go home. And it's literally like we're there grinding morning and night, you know. And I've been fortunate that I have a team that, you know, really puts me on on those lines to be like, you know, get in the studio deep. You got to keep doing this. You got to do that, you know. And I have a team in India that pushes me, hey, we got to do this. We got to do this. So I'm always always doing something, always creative. But you're, you're right. You do need to, you know, sometimes take a break. Like I'll take like a month break of not listening to any music and then I'll come back at it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. to, for creative purposes, for sure, you got to give your mind a little mental break because it's all, uh, music is all mental, you know. Um, I know you were pressed for time, so I'm going to kind of wrap it up in the next, in the next couple um in terms of when you're um what do you see the the kind of next after these albums what do you see the future of yourself in the next sort of five years to be like um i think uh for for me i spent a lot of time uh these last so many years um really producing for a lot of people and and i think now i'm going to be focused a little bit more on myself i feel like 
um, me as dropping more of my own music, um, my own songs, and you know, working with big artists and production. Like production is never going to stop uh, in the sense of launching new artists. I'm always going to do that, try to find the new guy and put my time and energy in there. But this year and the next years to come, I'm going to be dropping more of my own music. Man. Okay, last question, and I know that you've got to go on, and um, we'll definitely do this again once it's all sure. all, all launched. Um, this is known as the bandwagon. Um, so this is a space where I ask all the guests, is there a bandwagon that you want to jump on? Is there a bandwagon that you want to jump off? Or is there anything that you want to get off your chest that's building up inside? This is your space to kind of share it with everybody. Bandwagon jump off or jump on? No, you could choose you could choose on, off, or you could just say anything random that you just what's pissing you off or what's anything. <laughs> you can you can say it here. You can say it. Here. Um I think that uh, if you talk about music industry, I think artists need to work together more. That's been on my chest a little bit for the past little while. Um, you know, the mainstream world, everybody works together. Uh, they always do collaborations. Like back in the day, there'd be big collaborations coming with one artist with another. And it would just make everything grow bigger. And you'd be like, whoa, I think the industry really needs that more. You know, I know every artist is doing their own thing and every artist is releasing their own music. But collaborations, I think, is needed more, man, um, especially with other cultures as well, not even just with us. Um, I think we're at that point now where our our music is being heard even more globally because of the Internet and more people and more cultures are appreciating our music. And I think, you know, that everybody should work together and um, and, uh, you know, be more collective with everything, man. So that's what's on my chest. <laughs> Deep. Thank you very much. I know we've been pressed for time. I uh, really appreciate you um, actually uh, sharing some of that and sharing some of the exclusives. Uh, rest assured, once everything's out in place, we'll definitely pin you down, especially if you come to the UK. Um, oh. We'll do it in person and we'll have, um, you know, go into a lot more depth in terms of what's coming out there. But I really wish you all the best and all the success. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, my brother. Respect, bro. Thank you. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.